0: You're listening to the Bitcoin.com podcast. Our guest today is Joe Lau, co-founder of Alchemy. This episode is brought to you by Cybex.io. Interested in OTC trading? Stop wasting time on standoffs and expensive escrows. Try Cybex, the world's first regulated and proven decentralized OTC technology backed by industry leaders. Cybex allows you to trade Bitcoin, any ERC twenty tokens, completely peer to peer, safely and privately. No account required. No middlemen. Visit Cybex.io. That's S I B E X.io. I'm your host Dustin Planthold. Join us as we dive into the world of economics, politics, tech, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency. For even more crypto-related news, sign up at news.bitcoin.com or follow us on Twitter at Bitcoin.com. Now let's bring on our guest. Joe, welcome to the Bitcoin.com podcast.
1: Thank you, Dustin. It's great to be here.
0: Uh, look, and I got to tell you, I love the name Alchemy. I mean, where did this name originate?
1: <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, so to be honest, we chose the name pretty quickly. Uh, but our first version of the product, we actually looked at blockchain data um, and how to how to help people get insights from that data. And in a way, it was uh, it was kind of like creating uh, it was kind of like creating value out of nothing, which is essentially what alchemy is. Um, and then we also really liked the Bitcoin digital gold <clears throat> narrative. So we were just running with that
0: theme and that began now because I remember reading the book, The Alchemist. And I thought, I wonder if Joe, if, if this was kind of the the idea, but you're right, in terms of digital gold or digital currency, I interviewed somebody a couple months back and he said that it is perceived value. I mean, do you agree with that statement?
1: Uh, digital gold being perceived value, you mean? Correct. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, I think when we think of value, a lot of it is is us agreeing that something is worth a certain amount uh, when it comes to gold, when it comes to things like money, which is supported by the government. And then at the end of the day, Bitcoin is is the same way, right? It has a lot of really valuable intrinsic properties uh, as as a store of value. Um, but as long as, but that that only works if we all uh, that only works if we all kind of agree on the same things.
0: That's right. Now, how did you get into this space? I mean, I looked up your bio. You're a smart guy. You went to Stanford. I mean, you could have done any number of things, and yet you chose to get into the blockchain and the cryptocurrency <coughs> industry. Why?
1: <laughs> that's real. That's really kind. Um, I mean, I gotta say that uh, you know, crypto and the blockchain industry is probably one of the most exciting places that you could be right now. A bit of my own personal background is. You know, I studied computer science, and my 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 goal, the thing that I really want to do, and my co-founder as well who uh, I met at Stanford his name is named Uh, we've been working together for for a long time. One thing that's really important to us and the thing that we want to do is we really want to build products for people, right? Uh, and in this day and age, it's amazing that with computer science, with programming, you can sit on your computer and build a product that can reach you know millions and billions of people instantly over the internet. so, Uh, it became really clear to me when I was in college that if you want to build products for a lot of people, computer science is the way to do it. Now, in terms of how I got into, uh, crypto and into blockchain, you know, we, we've been working, Nikhil and I, uh, we've been working together for a while. We've been working on a, we've been working on a couple of different things. Uh, we built some social apps before this, but in 2017, we, you know, we'd always seen blockchain. We'd always seen Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin. And we'd always kind of seen the cryptocurrency industry. Uh, We had a lot of, uh, we had a few friends basically in the space. 2017, that was when things got really interesting because it became clear that, you know, there wasn't just Bitcoin, which was already really valuable uh, as a store of value. Um, But we saw the rise of uh, Ethereum and a lot of other platforms that made it clear that uh, blockchain wasn't just a store of value. It could also be a technology platform. And for people, you know, for engineers and for, for builders like us, that's when it got really exciting because instead of just being a store of value, now you could build almost anything on top of blockchain. You can build almost anything on top of Ethereum, tons of different experiences. Uh, and that, that's kind of what really got us excited um, and, and into blockchain.
0: But now, why isn't that the conversation from the political side? I mean, I only ever hear the bad. And to our listeners around the world, they only hear about the nefarious type acts they don't get to hear the positive side. I mean, that must be very frustrating for you that that good it hasn't come out, or or has it?
1: Yeah, that that's a that's a great question. Um, and I just want to say, you know, like the internet, like most technologies in the past, blockchain I think as a technology is fundamentally a source that you know a, a technology that will be used for good. Uh, even though with all new technologies, even the internet, there are some bad actors. I think when you look at blockchain, there's so many positive benefits. Uh, that, that will be applicable to a lot of different uh, industries and a lot of different facets of how we live our lives. So, you know, not just Bitcoin as a store of value uh, that, is, that is, you know, trustless and, and self-sovereign, but you also have things like Ethereum that allow for, uh, allow for things like privacy. It's applicable to uh, data, identity. Um, there are a lot of different ways that you, we can use this technology. One, one way that I, I might think of is, Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people today are a little concerned about how corporations will use their private data. Um, because when you use something like Facebook, uh, for better or for worse, Facebook owns that data and they get to do whatever they want with that data. Um, and for some people they prefer to have it, you know, they prefer not to have it that way. Blockchain actually gives us the tools to be able to create something like a Facebook where you still own all your personal data and where you have complete, you know, complete privacy over what you want to share and what you don't want to share. Um, so blockchain lets us do things like that, and I think over time we're going to see a lot of those benefits, and people are gonna, uh, people are really gonna see, uh, you know, all the all the things that blockchain can do across a lot of these
0: facets. And what are some of the areas that excite you the most? I mean, what are you seeing that you go, wow, Dustin, like it? It's amazing what they're building on. Or I mean, is there a particular industry or sector that you see this really helping take to the next level or fixing some of the problems?
1: Um, I think to answer that question, I should first maybe back up a little bit and talk about what alchemy is. So, Alchemy is essentially a developer platform for blockchain. And our goal is to push forward the entire ecosystem by making it really easy for people to develop on blockchain. So, developers, companies and enterprises. You know, we see that blockchain can have a huge uh huge potential impact on the world, but people just don't have the tools that they need to be able to build the applications that they want to today. So, we're providing the entire uh the entire ecosystem with uh with those tools. So today, in terms of where we are right now, we power, you know, about 7.5 billion in transactions for millions of users, uh, in 99% of countries globally. So we work, we power a lot of, uh, a lot of people right now. We work really closely with many of the, many of the biggest players in the, in the space. So, uh, and, and I'll get to, I'll get to your question on what, what we think is really exciting. But, you know, we, we have the privilege of working with a lot of, a lot of really exciting, uh, a lot of really exciting protocols, a lot of really exciting groups. Uh, few I want to call out. I mean, DeFi, I think, is a place where there's a lot of stuff happening. We work really closely with Aave, the lending protocol. We work really closely with uh, the YEarn community. Lots of really exciting stuff happening there that I can dive in on. Uh, Zero X, Maker, Augur, DYDX. These are all companies. Some really that,
0: cool companies. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible really what you've been able to achieve. I mean, does it ever surprise you or did you always know it would be this big?
1: That's a good question. I think, you know, no one ever really knows when you're starting out. Um, but we 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 have a we have a we have a thesis when it comes to uh, when it comes to technological shifts, right? So backing up a little bit, I think to really understand how Nikhil and I look at things, I think it's helpful to talk about how we see shifts in technology. So um, if you look over the past forty years, let's say, you know, we've had a few big shifts in technology. We had personal computing, uh, we had the internet, and today we have blockchain. And when you look at how those shifts happen, it usually happens. Uh, there are usually three layers to each to each type of technology. You've got the applications on top, which are the things that you and I use, right? So for the personal computer, you know, we use things like Microsoft Excel, we use the, the internet browser, Chrome, we play games, whatever it is. Uh, that's the top layer, right, that, that users use. But actually beneath that, at, beneath that, there are a couple of different layers. So at the very bottom, you've got the primitives, right? So what is the computer exactly? It's like a s- CPU, it's like memory. It's a hard drive, right? Uh, but, you know, things like Microsoft Word and Excel aren't built directly on, uh, on the primitives, on, on the motherboard and the CPU and stuff. You have this uh, infrastructure layer. You have this developer platform that really ties the two pieces together and makes it possible. So for the personal computer, that was Microsoft Windows. That was uh, Mac, uh, app like Mac OS, right? It's the operating system that makes it possible for developers to really build useful applications that create the impact that personal computing has had. You saw the same thing happen in blockchain. Every every shift's a little different in terms of what the pieces look like, but you've got the protocols on the bottom, like HTTP, FTP. Uh, You've got that developer platform in the middle. Uh, The internet browser uh, is one of those things, but also things like Amazon Web Services, things that make it easier for you to build the applications that we all use today, right? So Facebook, YouTube, um, any, any application you use online is basically powered by the stack. So coming back to blockchain today, you know, this is a long-winded way of saying, you know, there are a lot of really exciting applications that people want to build in blockchain, uh, which which we'll talk about. But where we are today is blockchain is is really building out the primitives, right? And those are the blockchains themselves. So Bitcoin, Ethereum, other blockchains. But there's a missing link right now, which is that it's really hard to build the applications that you and I want to use on top of the blockchains directly because there's just so little tooling and there's so little infrastructure. So what we're doing is we're doing essentially what Microsoft and Apple did for personal computing in the past. We're trying to build the developer platform that really ties the two pieces together and makes it possible for people to, to take the primitives, which are the blockchains themselves, and build the applications that they want to build. Uh, so to, to, to kind of sum, summarize it's, it all up, you know, I think- It's
0: fascinating. I mean, you've become mm-hmm. the expert's expert. How does that happen, Joe? in a space that's so new and it's so young, uh, number one, do you ever get to turn it off? Do you ever just get to say, all right, I'm tired. It's the end of the day. Uh, Are you always on? And again, how did you become the expert's expert?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. I think, you know, a lot of it is honestly just, just the community is so open. Uh, It's just working with a lot of different people. So we work with uh, hundreds and hundreds of teams thousands of blockchain developers now and a lot of it is honestly just just uh just you know talking with customers talking with people that we work with understanding the challenges that they're they're trying to that they're they're trying to uh you know that they're that they're trying to, to work through um and then giving them the tools that that they need to do that so i think it's at the end of the day it's just it's just a lot of time and uh and a lot of talking to users <laughs>
0: that's uh, from a schedule standpoint i mean how do you decide i mean you are A founder of a of a very successful company, you're probably being pulled in I don't know at least 500 directions per day. Um, How do you decide where your minutes should go or or where your hours should go? How do you determine that?
1: Nikhil and I are fortunate to have a really awesome team. We have a world class team, so I think uh, you know I think. Any, any number of things that come up for the company, there are a lot of people in the company that, that can handle that. I think for us, you know, we really always try to focus on the most important thing. And, and for us, that's making sure the, the product is really awesome, that we're providing a lot of value for the developers that we work with. So in terms of scheduling, actually, like there have been many times where I've, I've been up at, you know, 3 a.m. talking with someone like a developer in Asia because they're, they're seeing some issue with the blockchain and they need some help trying to fix it. You know, making sure that we're there for people that uh, that are building really awesome things is is at the end of the day really important for us. And I think the most rewarding thing is is giving people tools to build the awesome things that they really want to build and see them basically like, you know, create this vision of what they had wanted and, and really bring it to the world.
0: That's a great way of putting it. And hiring, how do you find talent? And it's a highly competitive space. How do you decide who to hire, knowing that they are a reflection on you? They represent you to all of your trusted clients, advisors, and everybody else.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. So we've been we've been really fortunate to have a lot of you know a lot of uh, a lot of great friends and people that we worked with in the past who uh, who who eventually became our initial team. We've also been fortunate to have a lot of great investors involved. So um, the president of Stanford, when we were there, John Hennessy, he's one of our investors. He's the chairman of the Uh, board of Google now, actually, we also have a few of our, uh, a couple of our former CS professors as investors. Um, So we're, we're still pretty tied into the Stanford community. And we, uh, we see a lot of, uh, we see a lot of, you know, really exciting, uh, really exciting people from there too, as well.
0: Yeah, you, you sure do. And to earn the trust and respect of so many impressive and amazing influential people around the world, how did you do that? How did you and your partner Earn the trust of candidly, some of the most brilliant minds on the planet.
1: <laughs> I mean, Nikhil, I've been working for uh, a really long time. I think at the end of the day, the the thing that you know, the the thing that the thing that people really gravitate towards is ultimately just seeing seeing people put in a lot of hard work and seeing people put in the time and uh, and and seeing the results of that. So we've been, you know, we've been we've been we've been super fortunate. To have a lot of a lot of really great people involved, we've, we have like the I mentioned the chairman of the board of Google, Charles Schwab is an investor as well. Uh, Reid Hoffman from LinkedIn is an investor. Peter Thiel. Uh, so we've been super super fortunate, and I think the the honestly the most rewarding and the most exciting thing is you know a lot of uh, a lot of these investors have 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 seen a few of these technology shifts, right? Like a lot of these investors, a lot of our advisors, uh, they saw the internet. You know, John Hennessy created a lot of things that were fundamental to the personal computer Um, and to have them be excited about you know what we're doing in blockchain and kind of seeing the impact of that is really is really validating for us because they're able to bring you know level perspective that as uh as younger people you know starting out like we we don't necessarily have
0: that's right Uh, and roadmap what's your roadmap look like and is it always changing
1: so you know at the end of the day we're we're super focused on helping developers build applications on top of blockchain, whatever that is today, that means providing infrastructure for Ethereum developers, which is where we're seeing a lot of the blockchain development happen. But you know, we're starting to see a lot of development happen on other chains. We're starting to see certain areas really pick up, uh, like DeFi. Uh, so I think those are areas that we're looking at next for building for building new features and for uh, for helping developers.
0: And can you talk about DeFi? What is DeFi?
1: Tough to answer yeah. really yeah. quickly, as, as as I'm sure you know, but. You know, DeFi is short for decentralized finance. And, wh- and what it means it, is it's creating a lot of financial primitives that exist in the real world and some that don't exist in the real world. Uh, and it's moving that onto the blockchain and accessing a lot of the, uh, accessing a lot of the benefits of blockchain. So one, one example might be, you know, you've got things like bank accounts and things like lending and borrowing in the real world. Uh, but those are things where, you know, you, you entrust your money to uh, to a bank and you hope the bank doesn't, doesn't screw you. And we have a lot of safeguards in place to, to try and make sure that that happens. But there have been times in the past where those safeguards have broken down. In decentralized finance, you also have things like, uh, you know, like lending and borrowing protocols, um, places where you can store your money. But the difference between these is they're trustless and they're decentralized. So it means more or less you have full control of your money still. Um, and you're able, to, you're able to not only fully con- control your money, but also there's not like a middleman, like the bank for things like lending and borrowing. And you're able to really uh, access the full benefits of doing something like uh, lending out your money.
0: Uh, and so tell us a little bit more about how do we find Alchemy and what is the ideal client? Uh, and then also what countries uh, have you found most of your success in from a development standpoint?
1: You can find us at alchemyapi.io. Uh, we actually just launched out of our closed beta. Uh, we opened up our self-serve platform recently. So now anybody from companies and enterprises, we work with some of, you know, some of the biggest banks in the world. We work with, obviously I mentioned all those great, uh, all those great uh, organizations earlier, um, all the way down to individual developers. So even if you're just starting out, come check us out. It's, an, it's probably the best place that you can start building on top of blockchain today. In terms of countries we, you know, where we're seeing a lot of development, I think crypto is honestly really global. We're seeing a lot of things happen in Asia. We're seeing a lot of things happen in Europe. Um, and of course, in the, in, in the, in the United States, uh, all, all across the States, Bay Area, New York, it's honestly really decentralized. And that's one of the really distributed. And that's one of the, the awesome things about
0: blockchain. That's cool. And advice you can give out there to entrepreneurs, uh, people that have come up with some ideas and they just don't know how to get it out of their head. How do you do that?
1: I think at the end of the day, the most important thing is is just going for it. Um, and I think that you'll find that the world is a lot more receptive to the ideas that you have in your head. And And if you just go for it, you'll you'll really just figure it out along the way.
0: That's great advice. Joe, thank you so much for sharing your story and talking about alchemy on the Bitcoin.com podcast.
1: Thanks, Dustin. It's been awesome to be here. Uh, really enjoyed talking to you.
0: You've listened to another episode of the Bitcoin.com podcast podcast. Subscribe at news.bitcoin.com, where your journey begins.